Hey everybody, welcome back to Movie Chatter. This is going to be our last episode, I believe, of 2020, which will finally be over, thank goodness, and we can get into 2021, where we've got a lot of movies hopefully coming out. Uh, but today, uh-oh, Lou's pointing at me. No, I was just going to say, I saw a good meme today that said, who's ready for the 2020 season finale? And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. As long as it's not the series finale, we'll be okay. Who else is worried about the 2020 season finale? I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Lou, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. We had some snow here this morning, so yeah. I had to clear a bunch of snow, very cold, but I was I had today scheduled off, so today was like my first actual snow day in a long time. Nice. Because uh-huh. I we always we always work on on snow days. We're that's what we do. It's yeah. it's snow helps our business. So you know. Right. Except that if nobody can get to your business. Well, that's the thing. On the actual snow day, we're usually not very busy. Right. But <laughs> then immediately after it. But the, the last two days before this, we were just swamped with people buying snowblowers. Yeah. Well, and tomorrow you'll be swamped because it'll be all the people who feel like they should have bought snowblowers and didn't. True. And don't want to be caught unprepared next time. Which is good because we had one snowstorm last season for the whole season and we sold really nothing. <laughs> so... Yeah, this was uh, this was pretty big for here. Um, mm. We I, I had to work, so it happened while we were at work, and then they uh-huh. um, shut all production down. But then they wouldn't let us go home because um, the department manager didn't want anybody going home. Uh, but everybody left anyway. So out of like a hundred <laughs> plus people in our department, I was one of five or six people who didn't leave, and. Uh, at that point, there's no sneaking out because you're one of only five or six people. It, it's going to be pretty <laughs> obvious if, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I got to drive home in the worst of it, but I made it home. So uh, so yeah. that's good. That's never fun. Yeah. Good. Glad you're safe. Robin, how are you doing? You didn't go anywhere in the snow, right? No. Well, I, I worked remotely. Remotely. So I went from my kitchen to my workspace. Now, what you should have done if you were smart, you would have called in and said, listen, guys, I can't get out of my bedroom. Too much snow. I I, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. So, but look, I am near my Christmas tree and that makes me infinitely happy. It actually looks like you're looking up at your Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Which I am too, to be fair. So, yes. It's my my frosty hat topper. That's my favorite. Oh, is that what that is up there? We can't quite make it out on on the video. It's Frosty's top hat. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is actually the extent of my Christmas decorations. What I have here on, on the desk at, at this point, with only eight days left, and and me being here alone anyway, I'm like, I'm not thinking I'm going to break out like a whole tree and decorate it and then tear it all down. No, but that's all, all the that. more reason to do that. I, I spent fun. a couple yeah. Christmases in Florida by myself without family, and yeah. you know, I put up a tree. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. If I had done it earlier, I would have been okay with it. But I think that. But oh, oh wait, you're the guy that puts a tree up and leaves it up until like. March. You got plenty of time. I don't have plenty yeah. of space where I'm at right now. Okay. So, okay. and my tree is very Fair. large. Like I have one of those like $700 Christmas trees. Nice. Uh, well, used to be. I lent it to We've family and it's year. I've got... not survived well. Um, yeah. we, we have a new tree this year. We got, my old one was dying and it was artificial bedded for a long time. Yeah. And this one is a new micro dot lights where there's no actual no actual housing to the bulbs is just LEDs wired into the into the wire. You can't see wired, anything but the point of light like into the branches That's and cool. uh, well, not into the like, branches, but like there's 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 strings of string of wires throughout the tree, but there's no actual bulb and bulb holder. Okay, it's just an LED. That's cool. So it's really cool. They're really small, really tiny. Looks 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 nice. Good. I'm happy. We are going to get to movies soon. We are too. By the way, before we discuss Wonder Woman. Um, I actually have not, I've, I've got to, today and tomorrow off, then I work another three days and then I'll be off uh, through the holiday week. I'm behind on uh, Christmas movies. I've literally not watched a single Christmas movie yet. Um, and the two that I haven't seen, oh, I take that back. I watched Office Christmas Party based on Tim's recommendation. Uh, and <laughs> Is that good? It, it was, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it was exactly what it was trying to be. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was um, it was better than I expected, and then I still have to watch the night before uh, last Christmas, mainly because it has Amelia Clark on it in it, 
Um, and then I've never seen Love Actually, and everybody says I have to watch it. Don't know if I'll get to that one or not. Yeah, I know. Robin's over there, eh, like, eh, throwing yeah, up a little bit in the back yeah. of her throat because it's like a rom-com sort of thing. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what have you got? Have you guys seen any Christmas movies before we get to oh, the, the big oh, feature here for the episode? Pick me. pick me. Okay, Robin, since you put your hand up. <laughs> <laughs> I was good at that in school, yeah? too. Well, and inevitably, you became, you know, a, a, a dean of a college. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. My dog really, really wants to record with us tonight. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I'm okay with dogs. On we the just watched Klaus. In fact, I watched Klaus two times in one day. It was that good. Two times in one day. Really? Yes. Two times in I'm one day. I'm trying to think of the last time I, I watched, watched a movie twice in one day. I watched it while I was wrapping presents in the morning, and then I forced my hubby to watch it, and he loved it. It's an animated santa claus origin story that's just brilliantly done okay really good good animation and it it's not from an animation house that i knew of at all um and then later that evening we watched um the man who invented christmas the story of uh charles dickens and the writing of the christmas carol okay christmas carol is one of my favorite holiday and so trying to be objective about it how was it fantastic there's nothing objective about that at all i mean yeah you're you're predisposed to like anything focusing on the making of a christmas carol because it is your favorite and and it is obviously a classic with good reason but um it really it is as tim pointed out it it uh um, allows you entry into the mind of a writer during the writing process. So okay. That's, that's, it was really well right. done. Maybe I'll have to check that out. Lou, anything? No, yeah. really. I mean, I'm, I'm behind on Christmas movies like you are. I've been, uh, slacking. Um, you know, nothing... I, Hey, it's 2020, you know? Yeah. I was gonna say, it's been a weird yeah. year. I haven't really been able to get into the spirit. It's, I mean, I'm still happy it's Christmas and I'm happy, you know, we're family's going to be together and, you know, we have a good time, but it, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah, you know, I, and that's made it really hard for me to get into Christmas movies. The, the two things for me that get me in the mood for Christmas are um, really the music and the movies. And I haven't been in a position to listen to music much and I haven't really watched the movies. And, and this year, like Thanksgiving kind of marks the beginning of the season for me. And we basically didn't have Thanksgiving this year. Um, my son couldn't come visit. Not sure if still not sure if my son's going to get to come visit for Christmas. And like mm. just I've been working constantly. So it's it just I'm not feeling it. But that's OK. 2020 is almost done. And then then we'll have a whole different whole different year and everything will end up OK. Let's hope. Yeah. I got, I'm looking forward to 2021. I am too. I got positive. Still going to have a little bit of a slow start, but, (laughs) but it's, uh, it's going to be moving in the right direction. So now speaking of things moving in the right direction, one thing we are going to get on Christmas, not a Christmas movie by definition, but we are getting Wonder Woman 84. And if you subscribe to HBO max, you're getting it for free in home. You don't have to go out to the theaters. You can stay safe and and not have to worry about the pandemic and all that. And you can watch it right on your television or your iPhone. I don't think I'd want to watch that on an iPhone, but uh, no, no, no. But you can watch it at home or wherever you are. So prior to watching that, we thought we'd take a step back and talk about Wonder Woman from 2017. Yeah, we originally said, hey, this is coming out Christmas Day. Let's I want to rewatch Wonder Woman beforehand so it just you know freshen your mind and everything so we said hey let's do a show yeah so um i assume now lou i know you saw this in the theater when it came out yes yes okay i did as well robin did you see it in the theater yep 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 okay all right so looking at the the current round of of dc movies we had um man of steel batman versus superman justice league um, Wonder Woman came out in between those last two. Yes. And we had Aquaman. Um, 
and things kind of got oh, kind of got all messed up. We're we're getting a new Justice League, kind of, sort of, not really, but kind of, and it's going to bring back a bunch of different storylines and stuff that got cut out that was kind of shaping the direction that the DC Cinematic Universe is going in. And so I'm wondering if it's successful, if Warner Brothers will continue to take things in that direction. And the main characters I think that that was going to have influenced was going to be Cyborg and perhaps Batman and Superman. They seem to have the most stuff that was taken out. It doesn't really seem to be affecting the Wonder Woman storyline. Um, and uh, Wonder Woman 84, given that it takes place in the 80s, again, isn't really going to be affected by the more modern movies. So the Wonder Woman series has kind of been untouched by all of the universe rebooting, mm-hmm. going off in a different direction with a Batman origin story. And is the Flash movie still coming or is it not? All that kind of stuff. So this has kind of been safe. And I think that it stands on its own as a really good movie. I think it's got a really good story. I think it's got good actors, good directing. I liked this movie and I think it's uh, the best of any of the DC movies. I think this is kind of the shining example of what DC should be doing with their films. What did you guys think? Robin, we'll go with you first this week. What did you think of Wonder Woman? Yeah, honestly, uh, it was okay. okay. But what carried the movie for me big time was the costuming, was the the set design, what the the mood, ev- everything um, that goes into make a good movie. I mm-hmm. think was all there. I'm just uh, this. I wasn't a fan of the storyline as as much as I wanted to be. So I'm kind of looking. F- to see what Wonder Woman 84 is going to bring me in that, in that regard. But you know, I could talk about the costuming all day long. I've actually sitting here, I was sitting here staring at some of the photos of these great um, set designs and costume designs. And they're amazing. Yeah, they really are. And yeah, I mean, I will go on record saying that uh, while I like superhero movies, I'm predisposed to not like, period pieces and, and things set pretty much anything prior to the eighties when I kind of got into movies. So the whole world war two time period, uh, not that much of a fan. And it was an obstacle for me in this movie to a certain extent. It, it didn't, it wasn't as difficult for me as uh, captain America, the first Avenger in that regard. Uh, and I liked that movie too. Again, it was just a hurdle that I had to get past in order to enjoy the rest of the movie. Um, Robin, you're not really into superhero movies that much either though, right? It's just not your, your thing. I mean, they're okay. (laughs) I mean, and there are some that are, you know, way better than others. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I love period pieces. I love war movies, um, which is, you know, why I married so well. But um, I think the well that and the Empire Strikes Back, but um, I answered that question right. See, <laughs> so you got to answer the questions right. Yeah. Um, but so I am very, very much predisposed to loving period pieces and stuff, and so this. But again, I think you know, um, it it really glued everything together for me and made me like like want to watch it again. Yeah. But I'm not going to watch it for the story. Okay. And that's fine. Not every movie has to be really yeah. about the story. Sometimes it, it's just, it's about the experience uh, through other things, whether it's the the costumes or the setting or the music or the, the characters, you know. Lou, what did you think about it? When I first saw it in the theaters, I, like everyone else, I mean, I, I loved it. I mean, this movie got great reviews everybody seemed to love it it was seen to be the movie that that dc should follow for all their movies that you know that was kind of the the chatter that was around when it came out um watching it again recently was probably the second time i've seen it maybe the third i think i saw it on video when it first got on video and then i watched it recently here like two a week ago um looking at it with different eyes i think this time um i you know I, i kind of had an issue with the theme at the end, uh, and we'll kind of wait till we talk about the ending and and mm-hmm. and 
and spoil the ending at that point. Um, but I, I'm wondering how much of the the just love for this movie was because it was a female lead for the first time in a superhero movie, because it was a female director directing a female lead in a, in a, in a superhero movie. Right. And I'm wondering how much of a pass it got because of that. You know, and I'm not trying to say it was it wasn't it wasn't great because it was. I mean, Patty Jenkins did a great job directing. Um, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, whatever you pronounce her it's name actually is, Gadot. is. Is I, I, I went and checked okay. last year. I went and checked uh, with okay. her in an interview and listened to her correct okay. someone on the pronunciation at at their request. Nice. Yeah, it's Gal Gadot. Okay, good, good. Um, mm. You know, it, it's just I, I don't know how much of the like for this movie is the political climate we're in with the attitudes towards women in roles in movies versus how good of a movie it was. And, and out beyond that, so, so since I watched this a week or so ago, I've rewatched Man of Steel. Um, I just got finished rewatching Batman v Superman today. Um, and I'm going to jump into Justice League pretty soon too. Um, and, and I don't mind Man of Steel. I didn't mind Batman v Superman. I thought they were decent movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Taking it, taking aside any liberties they took with the characters, because I was never a big DC comic fan. I never read the, the books as a kid, so to me, it's like the story you tell me is a story I'm going to watch and look at and, and and be okay with. Right. Um, I'm not judging it against what the original source material was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So before we go any further, I'm not a big DC fan either. I'm a massive Batman fan. And anything tied to Batman, um, and I'm familiar with the various characters from the Justice League, but I never really dove as heavily into those comic books as I did a lot of the Marvel stuff. Mm. Um, right. But um, back back to your point. So if I want to combine two of those points um, to present my perspective on it, both the is this getting a pass because this is one of the first depictions of a a female comic book hero that is not dependent on male superheroes or um, other situations with men's interaction in order to have agency or, or be successful. Combining that topic with comparing it to the other DC superhero movies. I liked uh, Man of Steel. I'm not a Superman fan. I, I can't stand Superman at all. And I did not like, uh, I think that movie had some pretty bad pacing issues. It felt really slow to me. However, it showed a flawed Superman. And Superman has always been completely invulnerable without any weakness. They had to artificially create weaknesses into the character over the years because he was just too powerful. And there's a line in, I think it's uh, Batman versus Superman, where Batman explains to him, you know, you've never known fear. Mm. And that's what makes Superman unrelatable to me. Uh, you know, speaking as a human, like I just I don't click with him. Whereas Batman doesn't have superpowers, and yet he's keeping up with all of these superheroes. So Batman always appealed to me more. Plus the whole psychological depth of the character and all that. So if you look at, at Batman versus Superman, I feel like the story wasn't as strong. The characters were more comic booky. Um, Justice League, it was fun, but it was messy fun. Like it, it was a fun mess. Mm-hmm. It really was a mess, and it really was fun. But Wonder Woman, to me, and, and Aquaman was pretty good too. But I had a hard time caring about the characters in Aquaman. I cared about the characters here. I think the characters were well written. I think there was depth here that there wasn't in any of the DC movies other than Man of Steel. And I don't, I think it's a legitimate question to ask, does something get a pass because of things happening outside of the film? I asked this question when Dark Knight came out and Heath Ledger was nominated for an Oscar. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it. That was a tragic death. People want to honor him. He was a good actor. Was that performance, and it was a really phenomenal performance, but was it Oscar-worthy? Right. Was it really comparable to the other people in that category, or did he get a pass into that because it was such a high-profile situation at the time? It's a legitimate question to ask those things, and it does not 
equate to being dismissive of the issue at hand. In, yeah, yeah, in this case, you know, representation of of women in, mm -hmm. in movies, especially women in roles where their character is is powerful and is looked up to as a hero. And, you know, I don't think that this is getting a pass. I think it's legitimately good writing. I think it's legitimately good character development. Um, I, I think it holds up. I, I think you get to see the strengths of the character and the weaknesses of the character. Like she doesn't understand the society around her. And yet it doesn't make her completely incompetent either. Like she's obviously a fish out of water, but it doesn't rob her of any of that agency. And it, it doesn't, you know, she's not having her hand held all the way through the movie. In the moments where she does kind of get guided along by the other people around her, it's guidance. It's not decision making for her. They're not dragging her along. They're kind of nudging her and she's still doing the moving forward. So to me, I I appreciated that approach to the character. Um, I didn't feel like the the diversity issue was ever preachy. No, it didn't feel that way. Which is another thing that, you know, often comes up as a a point of contention about um, any sort of social, cultural representation issues in, in fiction. Um, does it fit mm -hmm. the story or is it a, a, a platform, a, a, you know, a way to, to make a statement or something like that? Not that that's always bad either, but I didn't feel like this was a statement movie. I feel like this was just a legitimate telling about a character. And I liked it. I thought it was done well. So that's that's my take on it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, I don't know. Let, let's look at the directing really quick, because uh, Patty Jenkins is. Um, kind of a big name at the moment. Um, she has Wonder Woman 84 coming out in a few days now, and it was just announced she's going to be doing Rogue Squadron. Uh, a right. Star Wars movie that has been, you know, a lot of us have been talking about wanting Rogue Squadron in some form for ages now. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people are really looking forward to that. I'm looking through IMDb here. Um, I'm not seeing anything else that really stands out. A couple of TV episodes. Um, uh, she did Monster. Oh, that's right. Back in 2003. I, yep. I never saw it. Oh, yeah, that's movie. what oh, I've I seen hear. That. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. yeah. So, really, I think Monsters did, are. Did only... that win an Academy Award? Um, I want to say it did. But I, I don't think the film did. I think Charlie's Theron uh, won oh, for yeah. Best Actress. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, but um, so she doesn't uh, have a. Me, my girlfriend? Yeah. 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 Mrs. Robin. Yeah, nothing else really stands out to me that she did as a, you know, a big thing here. But right. Monster was, was critically acclaimed. That was yeah, a well-done movie. Yeah, and that was one of her first um, uh, things that she directed. But mm -hmm. she just, she doesn't have a lot on here. Um, and I no. think she hit it out of the park with this. Robin, you're kind of our, our resident um, expert on, on directors. You tend to to focus and analyze the the directorial aspect of films more so than Lou and I. Any, any thoughts or comments on not uh, honestly stand out? here? I mean, no, I mean, so good, good director was a very well put together film. Um, like I said, and, and I think there was a lot of pieces that came together to make it a whole. I think if you, if, if she had made any other choices, I don't think the film would have been as good. Right. And so, the choices she made in the um, directors that she hired, the art director and the right, um, the folks that she worked with, I think worked uh, well together to give us a nice, tight film. Um, so, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I liked Monster, um, but I at that point I wasn't watching movies necessarily for you know their their director sort of credits. Um, she's never been a director that I've really sought out. I've just sort of been like, Oh, mm -hmm. you know, 
look, she, she directed that. Well, you know, the interesting thing to me is, and this kind of goes in terms of all movies, if the director did their job yeah. well, it's almost transparent, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if they do their job really well, the movie works, right? I mean, to me, if they don't do their job, then I think things are glaring. Um, you know, we, right. we, we, we talk about Star Wars stuff um, from time to time, and uh, you know, Lucas, not known for being a great, um, director, good editor, great storyteller, you know, great concept idea, but in direction, it falls apart a little bit. And some of his movies kind of reflect that from a director standpoint. Um, this movie here, it, it, it worked, right? Everything worked about it. So she did her job really well. Right. It's interesting to say she didn't write this one. She, she did. She is on the writing. Yeah. She didn't for one woman 84. Yeah. She didn't write the first she one. She wrote monster. Mm -hmm. um, right. So the two direction movies she's done, she wrote one, didn't write one. But um, yeah, this next one we'll see. One Woman eighty four. She wrote and directed it. Right. So uh, Gal Gadot also hasn't done a lot prior to this movie. She was in the uh, a few of the Fast and Furious movies, and it looks like that's about it. Prior to this you know, movie. Th she reminds me so much of, um, uh, is it Marina Baccarat, who plays... Marina um, Baccarin? Yeah. She really? she really reminds me of her. and so, I, I don't know why. Sometimes I look at her and I'm like, wow, that could be, you know, that could be somebody. She's just, I, I think she's incredibly beautiful. Um, and I hope... I hope it turns out that, she, you know, she's as incredibly talented um, as we saw in Wonder Woman. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But like like you said, there isn't a whole lot that she's done that we can say, you know, what a great actress. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that her acting in this movie was really good for someone who doesn't have a lot of experience. But I think that... Um... I think that it was a little bit better in Justice League. I've heard rumors from... So the reviews are in for Wonder Woman 84 already, and people are saying it's it's really good. They're saying it's way better than okay. this one. And they have made a point to say that Gal Gadot has evolved as an actress, and it shows. Um, when they go back and look at the original movie now, you can kind of see where she was still kind of coming into her own. Um, but again, I mean, she hadn't done... A lot. For those who don't know, uh, something I find interesting, she was in the uh, Israeli Defense Force for two years. And apparently, um, my understanding, she was like a combat instructor at one point. I could see so, that. Interesting. Yeah. I could hmm. see that. Um, she had swordsmanship training for this movie, kung fu kickboxing, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I don't and think I'd want to mess with her. Killer dresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't seen dresses that good since uh, Lou had one on in that uh, hey, last know, podcast well. we did. Yeah, Lou. Too bad it was an audio podcast; nobody could see. Yeah, it, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think that uh, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. Whether she's a good actress or not, I think she did well in this role, and everybody's saying that she does even better in Wonder Woman 84, and I think that's great, but I think that she fit the Wonder Woman character. I mean, I'd rather watch her than um, Linda Carter. I mean, like, this was... <laughs> this felt like a portrayal of what I would have wanted from a Wonder Woman from, like, the comic books and stuff. Sure. I don't know. I, she did yeah, the action no, scenes I, well. I she did I mean, the, the, the drama and, and the character moments well. You know, it, it proves that she put in the effort to make the, you know, the the action stuff work and everything else. Because you have even if you have a stunt double for the heavy stuff, you still have to portray the stuff that you're going to be seen in, right? Close-ups and so forth. Right. So she's done her homework there. She's done a good job with that. Um, and, and, and then even if she has little experience, I think you got to hand that to... The director as well right. too because you know we said before there are some actors that don't need 
a lot of direction. Um, they can pull off anything without having a good director, you know, behind them. There are some actors that need a good director, right? And somebody like this who doesn't have a lot of experience needs a good director. I'm assuming to make that work. I mean, that's a fair assumption. You know, anybody who's got a, a limited uh, resume. Mm-hmm. I mean, it worked. Yeah, it, whether it was Gal Gadot direct, or Patty direct. Jenkins or the combination of the two, I I thought it I was good. Yep. Uh, Chris Pine as uh, Steve Trevor. Yep. That worked for me too. Yep. I'll yeah, it worked I'll for me. Take that all day long. Sure. Well, yep. <laughs> does Robin have a Chris Pine thing? I don't know. Too? I, I, oh, in, no, in, Charlize in the, Theron. Oh, okay. Charlize. We're still on the Charlize well, thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. And by the way, before we were opening up, um, you mentioned World War Two. This was World War One. So true. I don't know. I, there, there was wars yep. and there was shooting and it was a long time ago. So that yep. that's <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. That's all I know. The Romans invaded some countries and then <laughs> the Vikings came and beat up the Nazis or something. I don't know. It's all. It. Yeah. He's he's going to be a professor of history in his next. I am easy a class. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> it's it's going to be me in front of the class saying, OK, he, we're going to do a reversal here. The whole semester is you guys have to teach me about history and let's see how well you do. And if they there succeed, they get an A. I didn't know that. I think that would be a good way to. George Washington first president. Around. Yeah. Hey, I've seen Hamilton. I know American history and all the presidents. Okay. The, the Benjamin Franklin guy. Um, Aaron Burr. He came after Hamilton, I think. And then sure. uh, I forget the other presidents. I think Lincoln's in there somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, Biden. not a history Biden. buff. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. That, so let's talk uh, the the themes of this movie. You were talking about the ending, and and we can go ahead and skip right to that at this point. I okay. I so, so ambivalent me, about the ending. Uh, to me, the ending, the 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 I'll call it the love conquers all ending is uh, I'm like, really, that's that's what we're going to come down to is, you know, love will solve all these problems. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it just seemed too. Too easy to too cliche, maybe. I don't know. So I, I can give it a little bit of a pass for that in the sense that it's. The, the DC universe the whole Wonder Woman stuff is all based on Greek mythology and it's very, very mythology heavy. And mm -hmm. when you're looking at those sorts of themes, they are very basic, idealized themes in, in mythology. And I guess I can kind of get, I mean, if you've got, who is it, Ares? Who embodied yeah. like hatred war. and all that then God of war. right sure then there should be something that embodies the opposite of that and that's like the ultimate conflict in human history so it, they're very very basic ancient storytelling themes so i get it and it fits the concept but it also because it's so basic it doesn't really coalesce with modern storytelling to some extent. I, I think my issue with the ending was more just like the whole battle thing at the end seemed like, well, now you've got everything so thematic. And so, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, magic, magical, like it's not actual combat. It's just, well, I really hate and well, I really love. And so who wins? Like mm -hmm. it, it kind of, yeah. it took, I don't know. It took something away from the conflict. I, I kind of felt like, okay, now I just have to sit back and watch how the video game plays out. And, and it kind of pulled me out of the story. I, I did like mm -hmm. kind of the concept though, throughout the movie of the real world versus this fanny, uh, fantasy world that she comes from where, mm. you know, she's all about Aries and, you know, in the embodiment of hate in a single person and everybody else is like, no, no, no. This is just, you know, it's it's World War One. This is what we do. Like she was so disconnected from that. And she's trying to explain to everybody how it's this mythology come to life. And everybody's like, 
you need to be locked up somewhere. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed that dichotomy of it. And you kind of spent the movie the first time you watch it wondering, um, like, when is she going to get it? And it's going to click that this is the real world. And then you get to the end and you discover, oh, well, no, it actually is this Aries character who's a character. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I, I appreciated that take on it. However, I'm, right. I'm kind of with you, Lou. It That part of it fell flat. I, I liked the overall movie, but the ending was... Hmm. Yeah. It, it was funny because I, you know, I kind of forgot how much that played into the ending and watching it the second time or the third time as I'm getting to the end, you can kind of see it because I'm remembering a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is just really sappy at the end. It's just yeah. it's yeah. It, it is what it is. I'm like, OK, fine. You know, but yeah. I don't know. I'm... But I did like I did like the way that because you know you have her beliefs growing up in in the world she lived in where they're still ruled by the gods, right? Right. Um, it, was, it was Ares, Greek god or Roman god? Uh, I forget. I was getting Greek. Romans I think I, the whole confused, Wonder Woman but... mythology is based around Greek, Greek mythology. Greek. Yeah. Okay. So um, you know, if you believe in in the way they had their gods, it was gods for different aspects of the the world, right? And and there was a story behind them and how they got their powers and how they, they interacted with the humans and so forth. And then you bring her out of her secluded world and now you're realizing that, oh, it's it's, it's really true. It, it, it It's all real. You know, it's like that is how things play out. Right. And and you can kind of kind of see how, you know, say, okay, you, 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 you take these characters these god characters and put them into our world and yeah you can kind of see how that would play out it, so it gives you a thought of well okay <laughs> you know it was right. kind of cool in that respect um but yeah i, I agree yeah, ending, and, and the, that's why the, i think i the love conquers all thing was just eh. yeah and i think that's where it's hard too because i appreciate the themes kind of being brought into the real world like that but then like i said it, it just it felt like it fizzled a little bit at the end but then i i, I kind of have to think I have to wonder how Patty Jenkins is going to handle the second movie with her writing it, because as a director, when you get to the end of the movie, like that's what everything else in the movie is built upon. I, I kind of have to imagine that it's harder to make significant changes to how the movie ends, whereas it's easy to change little scenes along the way. So I'm I'm, I'm curious as to which of the writers was responsible for the ending of the movie because I like Lou. He's he's just like it's the it's the love conquers all ending. Yeah, love sucks. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just to me it's like okay, it, it just seemed too Sappy. Yeah, yeah. Or or too easy of an ending. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just didn't seem like they thought it out. I feel about that, right? Well yeah, I do. Yeah, that's I why do. you don't like <laughs> a lot of the Christmas movies where that's a theme, like Elf and <laughs> You know, the Rankin and Bass, so, so, Rudolph, you know, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, probably. <laughs> Look, I'm not Scrooge, although I do like I'd Scrooge. I see. I see. Scrooge is a good movie. Yes. That is the only movie I haven't seen yet. The only time that Robin's okay with love actually conquering all is in A Christmas Carol. And that's only because ghosts uh, came no, and scared the crap the out of the guy. Spirit. Like, it, it basically, it's yeah. an hour and a half yeah. of a guy getting tortured almost to death and then finally realizing, oh, yeah. crap, I better get my, my stuff together or else I'm going to end up in hell. And love. then he's nice to yeah. people. Yeah. It's brotherly love, not romantic love. Right. That's the difference. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I gotta watch Ref though this year. I still gotta watch that. But you gotta watch. Yeah, I'm not Ref. watching that again. Yeah. Oh come no. on. Um, <laughs> so you know, interesting going forward to this now, and I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, Christmas Day when we can watch Wonder Woman '84. Yeah. It's just I'm I'm wondering where they're going with this and what what the next you know because it's it's weird because you're having this set back in time, um. We know she's been through events after that, and this is going to take place before that, so those don't take effect. Mm-hmm. So this is its own little world in a bubble, really, because nothing, nothing that has happened already in cinematic movies with hers uh, affect what this in in. in I'm kind of happy about that, though, because frankly, yeah, again, Justice League was a mess. 
And I didn't hate that yeah, movie. I haven't rewatched that yet, but it was kind of a all over it, yeah. Place movie. And now we're going to get a new cut of it. And and so whether that cut is better or worse, and regardless of where they go from here on out, the fact that her stuff kind of exists in a bubble is a good thing, right? Because it keeps it safe from um, all of those different um, forces mm-hmm. impacting it. So I'm sure. I'm kind of sure. grateful for that. I will say that a lot of the reviewers are saying don't go into it with kind of expectations set up from the trailer uh, trailers that it's yeah it's uh which i think is fair for a lot of movies um well they released the first couple minutes of the movie yeah like the first three minutes or something you see that yeah yeah which is basically just a flashback to when she was a kid it was it was pretty interesting right it starts off weird it's like okay that's an interesting way to start but my understanding is that it's still kind of dealing with themes um, it won't be love this time, Robin. So don't worry. Thank God. Um, though, I mean, all of her love interests. Yeah, is as back. you can see from the trailers, he's there. So, Ugh. why is that Double such a TH. bad Double thing? TH. People TH. love each other no. and they're in relationships. That you're married, Robin. I, you're in a relationship. You love Tim. Yes. See, it's yes. okay. I don't write movies about it, though. Honestly. <laughs> But she's Just, romantically involved with a guy that wears a fanny pack. It was the 80s, Lou. <laughs> no, Tim Lou. doesn't wear a fanny pack. <laughs> I know you've got pictures of you in a mullet. <laughs> I don't have a full-on uh, mullet. Uh, see, see, I was right. No, no, it's not a full-on mullet. It's a partial I mullet. Did have, I did have feathered hair, yeah. Well, <laughs> of course. Alert. I mean, it was the alert. 80s. Everybody did. Oh, good Yeah. Lord. So, yes, Robin... People have relationships and love each other, and it's a rather yes. dramatic part of life. And and many God, pieces of fiction focus on that because do we have to have a movie about it every year? Every, every year, there's a movie about day. it every month. Every... I know. And there's not even new movies coming out right now, and there's a movie about it every month because it's part of life, Robin. There's this day in February, Robin, that is kind of all about that. Just I like... think. Lou, Hallmark I think this February, <laughs> Robin's already laughing yeah. or crying, one of the two. Crying. We're going to have to talk, Lou. Oh, God. You know what we should do? Mm. You know what we can have on as a guest for that episode and do a whole, I maybe mean, we could do a series of shows on mm-hmm. this. Romantic comedies. We can have Lizzie, Lizzie. We could focus on the, the best of, best of <laughs> the God. Hallmark channel. We, we we can pit Lizzie against Robin. This would be oh. awesome. She, she is so sweet and wonderful. Uh-huh. It like uh, maybe no. maybe it's and because she she has will. so much She'll love cut. in her life, Robin, from these movies that that you avoid. Maybe maybe through <laughs> virtual osmosis. See, I have such a wonderful, wonderful, happy life and relationship uh-huh. that I get to watch the war movies and be like, yeah, like I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't have to take care of that other part <laughs> of my life. Apparently, I need to beat somebody uh, up. Though, all into Poor Tim. Oh, boy. Poor Tim. Poor Tim. He's a good Well, kid. there there will probably be some... Uh, romantic interaction in the movie i don't think it's a focus necessarily better not be but i doubt it i can imagine that the hate mail that robin's already got queued up for patty jenkins there'll be tweets sent by my husband oh my gosh i'm looking forward to it i'm excited i uh you know especially this year because again um, we're celebrating Christmas uh, a day, two days late if we celebrate it at all. And it'll depend on, on whether my son's coming down. So actually on the 25th, I'm going to be like sitting on the couch back there in my pajamas, like just flipping through Netflix to see what's on. And I'm glad that there's something to look forward to uh, on Christmas Day, especially since we're not getting a Star Wars movie this Christmas, too. So um I I think we kind of got spoiled on that for a while. You know, I will watch Klaus and I'll watch um, the man who created Christmas. Um, Very good. And I'll watch last Christmas with Amelia Clark, which is a love 
story. There you go. Robin. And when you want something a little bit different, uh, the most recent season of The Expanse got released today, I believe. Uh, no, it wasn't today because I watched some of it yesterday. Um, okay. But yeah, it would. You time travel back for that, right? Day or two. You subgenre back for yes. that. Yes. <laughs> she admitted it. Uh-huh. You heard it. She did. No, no. This is twice was... now she just said that. Yeah. I, you know, I've got to check <laughs> the website profile here. Let's see. Randomchatter.com. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of walking our audience through here because, uh, you know, there, there's important sure. stuff there on the website. Click on the menu she's about us. Time travel subgenre aficionado. Um, about the staff. Because Carrie said that the profiles went up there. Oh, wow. I need to change mine. I'm not even going to read what mine says. And it's right up there at the top. Let's see. Oh, Robin. Um, there's a, a black and white silhouette. Uh, a, a very manly look there, Robin. That, that's. That's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> that That's wonderful. Um, Robin is our resident movie expert as she teaches film at a college and therefore knows stuff. I love this. <laughs> this is awesome already. She claims she doesn't like horror movies. This, however, is a front to cover up how much she actually enjoys torturing Tim and by extension, Eric. She also loves the subgenre of time travel movies. Yes, there is such a thing. She protests no, too isn't. much. I have to, I have to and she should really be nicer to her co-hosts. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Time travel, by the way, is uh, capitalized, which I think when you're yeah. referring to it as the title of a subgenre is optional, but um, Carrie opted to, to capitalize it. I think probably to bring attention to it in Robin's profile. And uh, I appreciate that. All right. Here's the problem. Huh? I have to correct. There's no problem. There's nothing to correct. I mean, you could put a, a nicer picture in there, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> April's got the same silhouette. Yeah, so I does Lila. And, <laughs> yeah. and Chip and Don. Well, you know, Robin, I know it took you a long time to get that uh, that profile <laughs> description into Carrie. So obviously you put a lot of time and yeah. effort into it. And, and it's very well thought out. Very accurate. Very representative sure. of who you are as a as a movie fan. I I really like that. Uh, it, it captures a little bit. I got to get the error of subgenre out of there because you know I see. I disagree, Robin. I Dear I Carrie, will take a stand and say it is oh, not Robin. a full on genre in and of itself, Carrie. Now, Lou, I think you would agree, Robin. If you're going to try to say that we got to take out subgenre and just put genre in there. I think you're going too no, far, Robin. Gonna... <laughs> I know you're a fan, but like, you got to put limits no, on it. No, no, I don't. I doth protest too much. Apparently, you do. It's right there in your profile, and at least you can admit it. You know, that's the first step in <laughs> the journey to recovery there is admitting that, that you have a problem. <clears throat> I'm very proud of her, Lou. I, I don't know about you. I am yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, shush. All right. Um, well, is there anything else we want to say about Wonder Woman uh, before we sign off? I, I think we're kind of at our uh, our time limit here. Yeah, no, I think we're, yeah, I think we are. I've said All right. everything on my mind about it, I think. And, you know, mainly this was kind of a rewatch and, and coverage to, to prep for the big uh, Christmas release. And it is kind of a big release because we haven't really had a lot of big movies come out this year. We've had Tenet and this and everything else was like way, 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 way back at the beginning of the year, almost a year ago now. So mm. this is uh, kind of a big deal. So I'm really looking yeah, forward I to mean, it. Yeah, I mean, looking forward to seeing this movie and what else HBO Max has to offer for us next year. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of discussion and talk about that amongst people in Hollywood and how bad it is and so forth. Yeah. But, um, we, I mean, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm, I think it's a step in... A good direction for now, mm -hmm. even if it's not going to be the norm after 2021. I think that we'll get back to normal again. But I think at this point, you know, let's get the stuff out here and get us watching right. it and make room for new we stuff. We may have to take you know. uh, a moment over the next coming months and do kind of a State of the Union sort of show talking about um, what the situation is with the movie industry and where it looks like things are heading. Mm -hmm. I think we may, maybe a couple of months um, 
yeah. come back and mm. revisit that. I don't think we need to at the moment. But I think next episode, we might as well cover Wonder Woman 84. And sure? uh, then maybe we could do Tenet. It's out on home video now. Oh, that is something I'm going to watch. Very soon. Okay. I would love to cover it. It's uh, yeah. It makes your head hurt. Like <laughs> It's not as bad as Primer, but it's not not as bad as Primer. Really? Okay. <sighs> yeah, I really want to see it. So. Lou's crying. That's how much he wants I to know. see it. And I That's love looking. I, I love this look of exhaustion theory. on Robin's face. Oh, I'm. I am. I have had a week. I have had a week. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the end of the week tomorrow, and then it may or may not get out of bed all weekend. Yeah. Well, I do have to make cookies. I do have to make cookies. Well, mm. as one does on the weekend. I will be working this weekend, so. But all right. Well, before everybody starts yawning here, because it's about that time. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, We are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Once again, we're going to cover Wonder Woman 84 and uh, we are going to cover Tenet. But that is going to be in 2021. So the next time we see everybody here on the podcast, to the best of my knowledge, it's going to be a new year. So we want to thank you for hanging out with us throughout 2020. I know it has been a crazy, crazy year. And uh, to be doing a movie podcast in a year where there are are almost no movies (laughs) is unprecedented. Uh, It's been a challenge, but, you know, I I think we got through it pretty well. And uh, we're glad that you were here with us for that ride. And I know that 2021 is going to be a lot better. There's going to be a lot more stuff coming out, which is going to make things a lot nicer. So um, whatever you are celebrating this holiday season, I hope that uh, you enjoy it and that it is merry and delightful and joyful. And uh, remember, even if you can't be with the people that you normally would get to spend the holidays with, check in on them and, and do some kind of a virtual get together. And remember that, you know, you can... Call your friends, too, on Skype or Zoom or, or, you know, whatever. Microsoft Teams, I guess, if you're desperate. Ugh. Hey, hey. <laughs> Evil M. Hey. But, um, I was just going to tell you to keep loving your heart, and now you're dissing on the well, Teams? No, I'm getting Man, Microsoft Teams out of my yeah, heart so that I can go back to having it full of love. I was uh, going to break it into song there. We said, if you can't be with the ones you love, you know, love the ones I, I can break into song. You yeah. want me to break yeah. into song? No, no, no. I, no, I, okay. I can. I, I don't mind. Good. Okay. I, I'll spare you guys no, no, that. We're good. Um, so don't forget to check out the website, randomchatter.com for all of our podcasts. We've got a lot of stuff on the network. And in fact, the tight beam is not only back, but like you said, Lou, the expanse is back. So uh, mm. you definitely want to be keeping up with the tight beam as you're watching the expanse. Um, and uh, we've got all kinds of other shows on the network. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube, by the way, if you're listening to the audio podcasts. We have several of our shows on YouTube, and we're going to be bringing back Trailer Breakdown in the new year as well. I'm really looking forward to that, too. Yes. Very excited. Uh, I really miss doing that show. But if you go to randomchatter.com slash YouTube, click the subscribe button, click the little button next to it that gives you notifications when new episodes come up. And uh, don't forget to like the video. Go to randomchatter.com slash discord and join us in discord, especially over the holidays. You're probably going to be stuck at home anyway. You're going to want to hang out with as many people as you probably can, right? It's a great place to do it. There's a lot of discussions going on there. Um, We will probably be doing some um, like voice chat hangouts and stuff over the the holidays. And uh, it'd be a great place to to jump in and, and hang out with us live. So uh, definitely check that out. And that is going to do it. So happy holidays. Happy New Year. And uh, we will see you again in 2021.